0: Welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast, episode number 269.2. Hello there. We are coming to you live from Comac, New York, Freehold, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, Newtown to be specific. Hi. It's time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. We are a New York Sports Talk Podcast, among other things, and we have got a fantastic show for you tonight. I promise. It's going to be great. We have a lot of uh, New York sports and other stuff to talk about. Uh, So thank you for joining us. This is uh, the 269th episode that we have done. Second in a row, I might add. We're on a streak. It's not quite Ripken yet, but, you know, we're feeling pretty strong. Two in a row. You know, you get one more, that's a streak. I'm wearing the same underwear as I was wearing last week. You know, it's like good luck underwear. You don't mess with a streak, as they said in Bull Durham. Okay. You don't, you don't F with a streak. Hi, welcome to the show. We, uh, we are going to break it up into three segments, A Block, B Block, and C Block, since my baby left me. Wait, that's Heartbreak Hotel. What's? <laughs> I wanted Jailhouse Rock there, and I blew it. <laughs> the C Block is actually called um, the Apologies to Lindsey Buckingham Block, because sometimes that gets bumped. Okay? Um, But we're going to talk about New York sports and other stuff. Not a big deal. Um, Our co-host, the co-host of the program, is going to be joining us shortly. He is... Kel. That's the guy. He is momentarily detained. Um, He's being held up, I believe, by freshman high school homework, actually. Um, And that's something that our other co-host can relate to. Now, his name's not on the banner, You know, he doesn't have top billing. He's not third on the call sheet. He should be. He should be top of call sheet. I hate to rip off from Comedy Bang Bang here, but he should be very, very close to the top of the call sheet. It should go Cal, Sam Pete, and PJ. For some reason, Evan Eisenberg is still there as third on the call sheet. He never shows up uh, on set, but he's still there. Uh, but uh, he is uh, the doctor. test in... is unavailable. He remains so for three years now. Um, somebody should send a search party for him. That—that's <laughs> probably my favorite Mitch Hedberg joke. Um, let's bring in uh, the other co-host, the uh, the Bishop Pop Culture PJ, who knows a little about sports but a lot about another, uh, a bunch of other stuff. There he is. Hey. It's the funny thing, he's playing all the instruments at the same time. I have a lot of talent. Hi, Peach. And good day to you. You know that that Mitch Hedberg that I'm speaking of, right? The, the Party of Three, Dufresne. When you're at a restaurant and, like, it should be, like, a search party of three. What happened to the (laughs) Dufresne? Like, when you you give your name to wait for a table and, like, somebody, like, says your name and and the person doesn't show up, nobody says anything. (laughs) It's like, I cannot believe, how can we eat at a time like this? (laughs) The Dufresnes are missing. (laughs)
1: That's serious business in in my part of Jersey, by the way, waiting for, waiting for tables, waiting for Goodell. How is is that serious? That's some cutthroat. I mean, if, if you're at the place that only does breakfast and brunch, whatever your local eatery is around here, it's called the turning point. You know, you got moms with kids waiting for tables. If you are not up and at the counter right they will trip if you, you.
0: It, yeah they they will they will fight you they will hurt you <laughs> <They> will. <laughs> that's like did you ever have the experience with a deli where you have to take a number
1: for sure all the yeah, time
0: I, mine's l- limited so every time i have that experience i go back to like three other stand up routines that guys had about like i can't remember who who the stand up was who had the uh, scalping load low numbers at the deli
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, that was Stephen like that. Wright. Was it Stephen Wright?
1: That was a Stephen sometimes Wright, yeah. Sometimes I like to go... <laughs> I got arrested for scalping low numbers at the deli. <laughs> That's off of uh, I Have a Pony. That's right. Dufresne, party of three. <laughs> Dufresne. <laughs> this is um, this is exactly how long the wait is that they wait for you at my deli counter. Okay. 99. 99. One hundred. That's, that's it. it. That's as <laughs> long you as two. you have, and then you better get a new number because you cannot now. You can't go get your Mortadell now.
0: Right. And if you had wow. ninety nine and you didn't hear it, the next number you get will be like thirty six, and they'll have flipped. The Deli's a deep over because you you stop at ninety nine, and it flips, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they so, they have not invested yet in the, in the three digit digital count off. <laughs> well, it how about the deli, though,
0: that hand. has the the computerized though. So like you sit like it's almost like the DMV where like you see the number come up on the on the Well, digital it's
1: computerized, board. but by me the, the overweight lady has to go and extend her hand all the way up to it and hit the little red button. They don't she have any an sort iPhone. of remote. <laughs> so she's straining. I'm not sure. Why her physique is a part of this story. Well, I think that's why the count is so short. She didn't want to do that. She was like ninety nine. Oh my elbow. Ninety nine. <laughs> Screw <laughs> this. Double zero.
0: Your leg, my arm, forget it. You can't then you can't get your liverwurst.
1: Somebody also, brought up the-
0: liverwurst the other day. I can't. I know we've talked about it on the show before. I
1: just want to yeah. reiterate. Yeah. It's an evil meat. It's a garlicky, salty paste designed to get rid of liver. Because they don't don't know what else to do with it. So
0: you're saying it was manufactured by Big Liver?
1: (laughs) Uh, It's a hoax
0: pulled on the (laughs) pulled on the American people. (laughs) Somehow we need.
1: You've heard of the Bilderberg Group. This was the Thumans. Somehow
0: we need uh, Joe Pesci ranting right now with a bad wig and colored-in eyebrows about big liver
1: in old Bavaria.
0: Big cold Olaf Thumann
1: came up with an evil plan.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, it's crazy. You got Sumans, <laughs> you got Brunk Horse. they're all together in it, on it, man. How great is? Let me ask you very seriously: Is that? Yeah. His best acting moment. Is it better than Raging Bull? Whose? Pesci's. Who? In JFK. In JFK. When he goes on the rant playing David yeah. Ferry.
1: Even the shooters don't know.
0: I mean, you you out of your mind. Even the shooters don't know. And he's like, he's tr- holding on desperately to the Southern dialect. Like, like you can see him. Like, you
1: can see him holding All it. All like I it, wanted to do was be a priest. Serve he God. He looked like... I had he one like, freaking weakness. And they defrocked me. <laughs> they defrocked me is the best. That's it. That's where he hits That's it. That's a line. They defrocked me. And he's, like, he's, spitting out the words. I had one freaking weakness.
0: He's holding on to that southern dialect like Wesley does now, my, my almost seven-year-old, like on at the playground, like on the bars, like he can get across like five of them. And then he gets to that like one,
1: and he's like, I'm not gonna do it! I can't <laughs> hold it! I'm, I'm not giving it up! He had so much, but he had so much going on and that he had the accent, he had the wig, and he had the drawn-on eyebrows. Yeah, that's right! Because they, I mean, David Ferry had a lot of problems apparently. Yes. Not a healthy man. I
0: I can't look at pictures of that guy. The real one. So, well, around that time, I, I did a lot of. I was very into the JFK assassination, as you well know. You knew me around that time, I think. Yes. I think that was just when you and I were, you know, becoming. Uh, uh, For
1: young men in their 20s during the 90s, the JFK conspiracy was a hot thing to do. It was hot. That's well, kind of I a was forgotten always, thing I was about fascinated 90s by it history.
0: though.
1: I'm sorry, what's that? It that's a forgotten piece of 90s history. That yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of totally people agree. were dig- were digging in. <laughs> I was always fascinated by it too, but I started reading in earnest after the Oliver Stone movie.
0: Right, right. And I read, uh, uh, what do you call it, Jim Garrison's book and everything. And, yes. And, uh, and there on were the pictures in the, movies. Jim Garrett, what was it called again? Um, on the
1: Trail of the assassin. On the
0: Trail, right. And there were pictures in there. You remember the pictures in the inset? Mm-hmm. And they had like a picture of the real David Ferry, the guy that Pesci plays, and it scared the bejesus out of me. I couldn't look at it because I would read it before bed, and he would show up in my dreams. Like that, his it was like
1: I guess his mugshot, you know. Yeah. Aw, t- I, d- do you have that problem? From, from one of the from one of the many times he was arrested. What haunted yeah. Uh, dreams? Yeah, I'm not talking specifically about David Ferry showing up in your dreams, and yeah. or Joe Pesci
0: playing David Ferry showing up in your dreams. That's a very yeah. specific problem. I'm talking sure. more about the idea of. um What you're reading while you go to bed, um, you know, popping up in in, in your dreams. Uh, Most
1: recently, episode eight of the new Twin Peaks series. Right. So disturbed me that I was unable to sleep for two nights. Because the dreams were coming on so fevered and bizarre and um, perilous. It was a little crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, that's what stopped me with The Leftovers. You got to go back. Episode episode three stopped me in my tracks with The Leftovers.
1: You got to go back.
0: I can't go back. It's too late.
1: Oh, I will sit with you.
0: Look, where we are are right now, politically and everything, I can't afford
1: another existential crisis.
0: (laughs) I can't. I'm barely holding on, man.
1: But there's so much more.
0: I'm like Joe Pesci holding on to a Southern dialect in JFK right now.
1: That's how close I am to losing.
0: Is that the theme? Is that
1: the theme of the night, David? I Bear? smell a theme, baby. Well, how about uh, Tommy Lee Jones as uh, the other guy? As yeah. uh, Clay Shaw. Clay Shaw. Boy, I know Clay, that movie well. Clay Bertram is Clay Shaw. Kay, Clay Bertram is
0: Clay Shaw. I have lots of acquaintances. Mm. There are many people that I see in the quarter. That's terrible, but it's close. <laughs> Instant impression. My uh, no, I used so, to call him Spedley. Well, I'm, I'm quite sure I've never seen him before. Um, Kevin Bacon. That movie has everything.
1: It's I love really it to death. I love it. John
0: Candy, Ed Asner, and Jack Lemmon going back and Ed, forth. Jack Lemmon. He beat up Jack Lemon. You don't beat up Jack
1: Lemon. Here's to the new frontier, Camelot, and smithereens. <laughs> Who's been going through my files? I this always got like my a... files. <laughs> it's good for Ed
0: Asner too because he's a communist.
1: He's not a communist. He just <laughs> are we sure? I feel like he is. He's very left.
0: He's he's way left.
1: Um so well, New he's York like court. friendly left, like he was, you know, screen actors guild left. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like Ronald Reagan once was. Yeah, he's he's not putting bombs in libraries or anything like that. Not that I know of. Well sure. He's a little he's a little old for that, I feel like. And uh, uh, then he did up, which I mean, and then he did up, and everything, and it's redemption. Greatest song. movie ever. And I defy you not to cry. I defy well, you. Well, we have we have a term in my house. We call it. It's an Insta-cry. Certain <laughs> things are an Insta-cry.
2: <laughs> That's good. I like that.
1: <laughs> have you uh, that Have is, you seen the other the newer, the newer picture Pixar one uh, Inside Out about the emotions so, yeah, inside the yeah. child?
0: So we didn't make it through. Inside Out because Wesley mm-hmm. uh, basically is uh, that kid, yeah. and couldn't
1: couldn't deal with his emotions while watching the movie about emotions. Yeah, well, it's an insta cry in my house to say to say uh, the name Bing Bong.
0: Yeah, the because it was we, uh, we still haven't seen the end of it. Still haven't seen the oh, end of it. Okay. Because Wesley and now we like we got about three quarters of the way through and he was so concerned that it wasn't going to have a happy end. He was like, turn it off. Mm-hmm. He does this too, like he puts up his hands God, This is great for a podcast, but he kind of puts up his hands And it's just like, it's like no moss It's like Roberto <laughs> Duran throwing the towel um, in the he's, he's, he's tapping out He doesn't really say like, turn it off He just like, hands up
1: yep.
0: Hands I'm out, that's it Turn it off, that's all I got
1: I like DreamWorks movies, but there's no DreamWorks movie that's ever been an Insta-cry for me. Give, me. give me three that could have been. I mean, there, you know, there, there are uh, long, drawn-out moments in Shrek where you're supposed to be uh, emotionally uh, yeah, but um, invested. Shrek's a comedy.
0: Like, even when yeah. the Rufus Wainwright Hallelujah is playing, it's, it's not going to make you cry. Right, right, right. I mean, that, Pixar is playing with real emotions. Like they're they're not messing around. That montage <laughs> and up at the beginning is is not messy. That's one of the most dramatic things I've seen on a in on film. Yeah. Live action or you know or cartoon or whatever or animated. That's ridiculous. That yeah. montage is ridiculous. Yeah. You go sit there with your wife and you watch that. Good no. luck.
1: No. Man. Christmas trees. That one made Man. me cry, um, but um, uh, inside out, literally in the movie theater, I, there was a moment where I gasped, I lurched <laughs> out of my chair like this, right. and I grabbed my chest. I went, oh, God. <laughs> and my wife said, calm down.
0: Right. We never made it to that point.
1: You, you may not want to. Yeah, it, I mean this
0: is like a year ago. Like Wesley, at some point he's got to go back. He's Beautiful gotta go films. Back. I, I, I really
1: got go to they are. They are the vanguard of of that.
0: They are pretty good. What's this new one coming out with, like the death and the muerta, and is that Pixar? Where the guy okay, basically wasn't there you know,
1: always one, already well. There, there, there's another one. Yeah, because there was the, Where they, the book of they, life was the. Um, was oh. the Mexican-themed one. It was, you know, Dia de los Is that Marcos. what I'm thinking of? No, no, no. There is another one that, that deals with what you're saying. I just don't know the name. Is it Coco, maybe? Coco, maybe? No.
0: <laughs> Here, I just, I googled it real quick, and it says, stop pitting Pixar's Cocoa against the Book of Life. Oh, there you, so, go. there you go. So, Book of Life came out in 14. I remember that. Mm-hmm. That's not Pixar, though.
1: No, well, Book of Life was bold and romantic. It wasn't uh... right. Coco looks yes. Coco looks crazy, crazy yeah. man. Yeah, that's as, the my for- one as my former college housemate used to say, in uh, his classic dismissive fashion. It's just computers. I don't see what the big deal is. It's Just computers.
0: He sounds like a good time. <laughs>
1: We put on uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, and we were absolutely blown away at the time at, at the animated new, whatever it was, the Enterprise or whatever ship it was. All right. I mean, it was incredible for the time that on television, they had this CGI rendered spaceship, and it was moving, and the stars were moving, and there, you could see people inside the windows walking around. And we were like, right. whoa, the special effects on Next Generation's amazing. And he walked through the room like, it's just computers. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's, that's what you do. You, you flip on a computer and then that happens, right? What did he uh,
0: major in? Mid-20th century dickery?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was finance, baby. He was going to yeah, watch the money bounce around. Of course he was. He going go to <laughs> school of finance, you know, to learn about computers. computers. <laughs> probably intern from for a year and then probably land something that starts about sixty thousand should be fine. I'm not now, fun. but I figure you know once I have like a car and like my own apartment and stuff, it won't be hard getting a girlfriend. Why? Why were you?
0: Why were you <laughs> in
1: college with an eighties movie character? <laughs> he was. He was who we are. He flipped up his collar. Now that you mention it,
0: no, he didn't. Stop He it.
1: flipped up his effing collar all no, the time. No. Who it is up. this? Flipped it know. up. I'm not naming him. You can't name names,
0: but that's I'm not, not
1: naming. Na- I'm not naming names.
0: Flipped up his collar. Who is
1: this? Not a bad person would say that kind of stuff all the time. And he was Mr. Pink before Mr. Pink was Mr. Pink. He did not oh, tip. God. Didn't
0: he tip. He used to
1: we used to dread going anywhere with him because he would not tip. Doesn't believe in it.
0: Never believe this it. Is?
1: This is the Didn't. world's
0: smallest violin playing just for the waitresses. It's such a let's just take a moment. Sure. To, to, to revel in the brilliance mm-hmm. of that scene in Reservoir Dogs opening the movie. And I remember the first time I saw it, I watched it with Antonello. And um, friend, of, uh, friend of the RTU, part of the RTU army, Dan Etz and all. Been on the pod many a time. He and, needs um, his own
1: sound effect. He needs his own uh, bar over He there. does. He does. Danny, Bach And uh
0: And he and I watching, he's like, you haven't seen this movie yet. We, like, rented it because, you know, you couldn't really see it in a theater. And he had seen it up at UMass or something like that. And um, I'm watching this opening scene, and I'm, I, I, it's nothing you've ever
1: seen before. Like a and Reservoir Dogs was one of those passed around tapes. It was. That's right. It's it, it made right. its way around like like the old phony phone call tapes would get, would go around. To, like the yeah, Jersey Reservoir right. Dogs. Yeah, because right. Reservoir Dogs was not everywhere. You had to get it from a friend.
0: That and Clerks were the were the two movies at the same time where you were like, oh yeah, I got I got a copy of Clerks. Let's watch it tonight. And mm-hmm. then later, like I remember, in ninety nine. It was Blair Witch, right? Like everybody had a copy of Blair Witch. Uh, Blair Witch Project is only like, six copies apparently.
1: It. We had, it, we had uh, it on the other day, and my son had to leave the room. Yeah, your son is is
0: uh, smart and emotionally very strong, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. I still haven't yeah. made it all the way through that movie. I have no need to. Um, oh, the end of Blair Witch is tremendous. It's great. I've heard. <laughs>
1: uh, but the but beginning the, of Reservoir that dog. That Dogs scene is,
0: scene and, is ridiculous.
1: It's an amazing balance of, right off the bat, of um, strong acting versus some other type of acting.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because Tarantino... There, there are some Tarantino, guys at that
1: table who are not actors.
0: But And Tarantino, yeah, two of them are criminals. But Tarantino gives himself the the Like a Virgin monologue to open it, and he's a yeah. terrible actor. Right, and he's at a table with like Bushemi, who's a heavyweight, and and Kaitel, and Tim Roth, who's ridiculous, and you know Michael Matson, who's who's great at what he does, like, and he's Bump Bailey from The Natural, so I always love him. Um, and but he gives himself the opening bit. Yeah, and so you're not really paying attention to it. You're more like, what is going on here? And then all of a <laughs> sudden, when when Buscemi well, starts about tipping, why is he talking about this? You're like now you're in it. You're like oh okay, oh uh, that's okay. I have no I mean, idea what this is, but now I'm paying attention. In the begin it's like very strategic that
1: Tarantino does that. Well, Kai tells a segue too because his first line is also terrible. I don't know how they kept that either. Which the one? whole? You don't know what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> Joe. Waitressing is one of the best ways a woman in this country can make a living. <laughs> is the cue card right off the set?
0: What happened? It's there? actually
1: on, Busce- it's like Brando style.
0: It's on Buscemi's head. <laughs> I got a little index card. You don't know what you're talking about. Waitressing <laughs> is the number one occupation for single women in this country.
1: I it it's the woman. one
0: job that any woman can get and keep. And the reason is your tip. You know what this is? But you're
1: not. But you're. And
0: by the way, for everybody tuning in for sports talk tonight, welcome to uh, Cisco Ebert. (laughs) Welcome,
1: welcome to Waiting for Cal.
0: Yeah, (laughs) the new the new Beckett play, Waiting for Cal. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: that's two references to Waiting for Godot in one sports talk podcast. I think we hit our limit. But it's just it's just brilliant because the the like a virgin stuff is very funny, but you're not even paying attention. You're like, what is going on here? And then when Buscemi starts in, it's it's just it's, it's tremendous.
1: Mm-hmm. Mr.
0: Pink, no offense, but the last thing you need is another effing cup of coffee. <laughs> she yeah, only Penn filled my good. coffee up three times. I mean, when I come here, I expect my coffee to be filled up six times,
1: which is ridiculous. Which is <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, uh, so good. Um, you have six cups of diner coffee and see what happens to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Although it depends on the diner. There are diners that I have been to that where I could sit and have six cups of coffee. There's six fill, six, six fill-ups of that little. What is that? An eight-ounce cup. not a big cup. The little
1: mug. The diner mug. Oh, not uh, If it's if it's the little cup, yeah. But I go to diners diner now mug. where they pride themselves on the swimming pool mug. You know.
0: Do you like the swimming pool mug for coffee, or is this in Hate. the fun mug? Hate.
1: Yeah. I don't like it. Hate. Your coffee is ice cold by the time you're halfway down. Right? Are it's we the, the, the only ridiculous. people that have figured this out? Nah, we are. We are. I don't want to I be misogynistic, feel- although I am, but I think oh ladies boy. love the big wow. mug. Wow. They like to put their hands around it as if they're warming <laughs> themselves over a small private fire. Well that's the
0: that's the uh the commercial for uh what is it? What was the the oh the cafe cafe au lait, the what was the the commercials? You know, they'd what, be the, like
1: sipping Oh the international the, coffees?
0: International coffees, what is it? What were they called? What was the brand? Cafe Olay? I think uh, they got Swiss a, Mocha. Yeah. Swiss yeah. I, I gotta go because Dan and I used to make fun of that all the time.
1: That's right. Those women were having a moment with their coffees.
0: Celebrate the moments of your life.
1: General Foods International Coffees. General Foods International. And coffees. it was when I, wa- when I want when I want coffee, always- I look to a cereal company.
0: <laughs> Dan and I always used to joke the aforementioned Nello. I always used to joke about the shoulder shrug. Like, you got to take the mug into your hands with two hands, yeah. and wrap it. Right,
1: shoulders and up. And as
0: you bring it to your lips, the shoulders go up. Yeah. And then you, you give a knowing nod
1: to whoever you're drinking with. Right. The, oh, this is good nod. Right. You close your eyes as if you're getting a back rub for some reason.
0: <laughs> <You're> right.
1: John <Jean-Luc>. Luke. <laughs>
0: remember, there was the one commercial they couldn't remember the guy's name in Paris or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And, this, and this cup of international coffee brought them back. General Foods coffee oh, brought Luke. them back to the to to having having coffee on the Seine with Jean-Luc. <laughs> and they start laughing at him.
1: Jean-Luc!
0: Yeah, I'm sure this General Foods International... You know
1: what? I wonder if you can get it anymore. I'd like to try it. Wasn't it like instant coffee, too? Like it wasn't even... Yeah, so putting you... the coffee. <laughs> Just spoon it right in there. Threw it in your cup. Like it's an animal. Two scoops of coffee and hot water. That's all it is. It's, it's Sanka with sugar. Oh, it's
0: Sanka. That's all it is. Um, so we're still uh, awaiting uh, Cal's arrival. Hopefully it will be, uh, it will be soon. Um, uh, Peach, did you want me to, uh, to jump into uh, uh, the sports stuff? Or I do have like a half sports, half uh, uh, thing that we could talk about. Um, and it involves uh, my kids, and it involves sports, but I I, uh, I, think you would definitely have a take on this. I hate take. I think you would definitely uh, be able to contribute to a, a conversation about this. So let me tell you this, this experience that I had. So um, as you know, uh, I live in Pennsylvania, but I am not uh, from Pennsylvania, and uh, I live pretty close to Philadelphia, so Um, We moved here a couple years ago. I am obviously a very big New York sports fan, very passionate about my teams, uh, but not a dick. So there's that. I I have seen the Jets, for example, in like nine different stadiums and only been in one fight. And that was because some guy picked a fight with me at a Bengals game. Um, Not my fault. And the police arrested them and not me. I want it on the record. Oh, my. Um, Yeah, the guy picked a fight with me. He ripped an earring out of my ear in the parking lot. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I mean, that's how, that's how much I said, look, this is ridiculous, it's a football game, it's a football game, it's a football game, and I had had a number of adult beverages at that point, and I still wouldn't fight the guy, and then he, uh, he used a, uh, a very derogatory term uh, for a homosexual, and um, ripped an earring out of my ear, and said, go back to New York, you, and uh, so then it was go time. That's the only fight I've been Speaking in. Speaking of Tarantino that I know
1: how to. <laughs> um,
0: so I know how to handle myself around uh, fans of other teams. I am not a jerk. I'm not jerky about um, uh, uh, my fanhood. I wear, you know, Mets hats or Islanders T-shirts or wear, you know, Jet stuff like proudly. Uh, but I, I respect that uh, people uh, like other teams. We've talked about it a bunch on the podcast since I moved to Philadelphia or the Philadelphia area, since I moved to Pennsylvania, um, that my kids were dealing with, you know, like a teacher who's a huge Flyers fan. Like Wesley's kindergarten teacher, uh, uh, you know, he's in first grade now, so we're all 100. But um, she was a huge Flyers fan and a huge Phillies fan. And she's got, you know, Wesley and my buddy Dave's kids are Met fans too because he's from New York. She's got, like, four David Wright jerseys with Casey, like, in her classroom. She must have been like, what did I
1: do to <laughs> deserve this?
0: Like, there's paintings of Chase Utley up on the wall and stuff. Like, it's uh, – but my kids have stayed strong, stayed relatively strong. As Wesley's getting older, it, it, it's almost like a license for either kids and or adults to be a little jerkier.
1: Uh, about
0: it. Um, yes. so Casey's still like a little guy, you know, he's he's only 4. He wears his Mets jersey. It's okay, you know, you'll get the cute comment. You'll get the, "Oh, I was going to say something, but he's such a cute little guy in that Mets jersey." You know, Wesley wearing the Mets jersey, it's ah. You know, so here's what happened. Wes had jersey day at camp big camp, like 200 kids, big camp, Um, had Jersey day at camp. And so he got a Cespedes Jersey Mets Jersey uh, over the summer. And he's like, I want to, I'm going to wear my Cespedes Jersey. I'm like, okay, great. And I encourage this. I want to keep them, you know, look, a lot of people uh, indoctrinate their children with all sorts of stuff. I'm indoctrinating them in sports. That's it. Sure. And so, I encourage it all the time. You know, where are your Mets at? Where you, don't worry about what people say. And, and I never say we hate the Flyers, we hate the Phillies. You know, there's only one team we hate, that's the Rangers. Everybody knows that. Um, no, but seriously, like, I, I just say we root for our teams. We don't root against the other teams unless we're playing them. And if somebody else likes the Eagles, they like the Eagles. It's okay. You know, we, we just, we like the Jets, you know, or mm-hmm. we like the Mets, they like the Phillies, mm-hmm. you know, to really try to keep it respectful everybody is not doing the same thing as me
1: no it, it apparently so not not exclusive to Pennsylvania right so we get to Jersey Day exactly and I'm not I'm
0: not pretending in any way shape or form that this is
1: unique to uh,
0: uh, fans of Philadelphia or fans of whatever it just so mm-hmm. happens that I live in a different state than most of the teams I root for and that the kids root for. And it's important to them. And it's important to me. Watching net games with my kids is like a joy. Like the Islanders start uh, the season in 22 days. I can't wait. We're going to be watching on opening night. Me and the boys are going to be watching on Friday night when they play the Sabres. Like we can't wait, you know? So camp Jersey day. He wants to wear a Cespedes Jersey. I should have warned him that he's not at his other school where they knew he's a Mets fan. Mm -hmm. And his other school is like the trust tree, like the nest, like everybody was like cool with it. You know, like even the teachers that are Phillies fans or whatever, would never give him grief about it or anything like that. And so I had gotten into a place of complacency about this and not warning him that, hey, Wes, somebody may say something to you today about your jersey. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. And just say, hey, you root for the Phillies, I root for the Mets. Not a big deal. So I drop them off. They have like a check-in. And one of the counselors who runs the camp, he's like a 22, 23-year-old guy, blah, 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 is checking the kids in. And he sees, and then what you do is you check in and then you go with your group. And there's like 15 campers in each group, whatever. He sees Wes in the Saskatchewan jersey and he goes, oh, Wes, don't tell me you're a Mets fan. Oh, come on. Really loudly. Mm-hmm. And so now, every kid is looking at Wesley. Like every kid in the line, he was like one of the last kids to be in the line. Like every kid's looking at him. And he like goes off to his group and he's like, Ready to cry. He's like embarrassed. He's you know like totally like kind of you know just feeling like crap like about yeah. wearing the jersey. Now he's like all self conscious, so he takes it off. Doesn't wear the rest of the day. Like he takes it off while he's in the group because like kids are like pointing at him and stuff. Because the counselor said something to him.
1: And when you release the counselor's throat. <laughs> right. And so I pick him, him the up. the ground. Did you tell him that this was inappropriate?
0: I pick him up. He's not wearing the jersey. I was like, hey, how was jersey day? He's like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, oh, oh you know, what happened? You know, I, I don't want to talk about it. Like, what happened? Well, you know, such and such said something to me when I was on the line about don't tell me you're a Mets fan or something. And it was really embarrassing. And so I just I don't want to wear Mets jerseys anymore, daddy. I was like, I'm Come what? on! Yeah, I don't want to wear Mets jerseys anymore, Daddy. I, you know, I mean, just when we're watching the game at home or if we go to a Mets game, I'll wear one, but I, I don't want to wear one anymore. And now I'm like furious. I am livid. And, and, and because if it was a kid, it would be so much easier to deal with. You know what I mean? If another kid said that to him and he got embarrassed and stuff, then fine, that's okay. We can work through that and you gotta toughen up a little bit and hey Wes, you're gonna take that kind of thing, it's not that big a deal. But for the counselor to point him out Yeah and do that is just infuriating. Like come on, man, don't mess with what I'm doing here.
1: Hey, you know Wes, nice clown shoes, Wes. Nice.
0: Yeah, like like don't 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 do that. And and I I have had so, soccer
1: coaches here who uh, when we we're at soccer games, you know, the kids are in uniforms, but you know the little brothers are there, the little sisters are there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've seen them give the kids crap about the jerseys right. and stuff. That and I just wearing. had to,
0: I had to just work through like this with Wesley. Like it was like three weeks. Like he's like he doesn't want to wear an Islander hat. He doesn't want to wear like anything New York. Sports, mm-hmm. because he's afraid, not afraid of kids going to say something. He's afraid of teachers going to say something.
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: So I was just, you know, like somebody was like, oh, well, he could he could have gotten the same thing on Long Island about the Mets and the Yankees. And I was like, yeah, but there would have been 20 other Mets fans there.
1: Right. So there would have been
0: fifty Yankee fans. There would have been 20 other Mets fans there.
1: You don't do that to the odd duck.
0: The kid's the only Mets fan in three counties besides his buddy, my buddy Dave and his kids. Mhm you know, like you don't do that mhm- so i've had to i've spent literally like three weeks like reprogramming him to just be okay with it you know and he still he still won't he he still like the other day was right, he had an opportunity to like bring something to school or whatever that was mets related or whatever, and his teacher this year is a huge phillies fan, and that's fine. She seems awesome, though. She seems like the person, who, kind of person who would never do that to him. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, something came up about him that was, like, about your kid or whatever, and part of it was he loves to play baseball, and, he, oh, he brought in pictures of himself. And one of them was him, you know, uh, at the Mets game this summer. It was, like, what you did this summer. And there's a picture of him playing baseball at the Mets game with a Mets... And I was like, oh, what did Mrs. K say about that? And he was like, oh, she didn't say anything. She said it's a great picture. Like, that's the reaction of an adult. This is a woman who has like three Phillies banners in her classroom hanging up,
1: but she's, uh, Look, page. I have, I have no favorite teams. This is well, well-established. So I don't understand rivalries anyway. I really don't. Right. That you have to, you know, be so diehard for the bills that, you know, you're going to talk down to a Jets fan well, or, we've or, talked about
0: it. There's, there's, there's no better time to bring Cal in here because I think he's, I, I think he's available, and uh, let's let's play the Cal music because this is a perfect. And I think he's been listening for a few minutes. Oh, here we go, he, live. Here we go. Yep.
1: Is it too late or too late to know? That was those was, was the lyrics from before.
2: That's good. <laughs> too late, or too late
1: to know. That's fantastic. There, there he is. is.
0: Long flowing robes. Splendid. Mr. Brian Calniva-Catrino Caliente. Hi, Brian. Hi, Steve. Hey, what's up, buddy?
2: Not much. How's it going, guys?
0: Good. So we were just, uh, after we did a little film school... <laughs> session we were just Cole, knee deep in the uh, in Christine the Jer-
1: of, Pixar movies
0: yeah then we went to Reservoir Dogs it's been it, it's really like a first year um film major in 1997's dream podcast so far right now
2: <laughs> That's um, great.
0: but we were just uh knee deep in the jersey discussion I was telling you know this story about uh Wesley and, and his counselor and stuff and oh yeah sure and uh and uh I was going to say one of the things that we've talked about on the podcast a lot, and I think it's great to bring it up again because we're just back, um, is the idea of, like, how to be a fan. Like, this is happening a lot now, right, Cal? Like, the Jets are going through this. We're going to talk about football in a second, but the, the Jets are going through this with, like, you're being lectured on how you're supposed to root for the Jets this year. Or if you're a Jets fan, you're somehow lesser of a person than a Giants fan or you know or fans of other teams you know um and i started to get that that's what pj was just alluding to like he doesn't how does that happen
1: is it too late or too late <laughs> to know i don't know he was just
0: there and then it, he he dropped out i'll jump back in a second but p's like you can't fathom that with What's the what's the, the pop culture thing you're most passionate like the, like Twin Peaks, like you yeah. like and you love Twin Peaks, you get Twin Peaks, I don't. Does that make you a better uh, uh, um, connoisseur of uh, pop culture and art than me?
1: No, no. I mean I, I don't. You were off to, up to say, somebody yeah. and be like, what you watch <laughs> Lost? What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, Twin Peaks all the way. Yeah, like like it does. <laughs> you watch Lost. <laughs> like a meathead.
0: <laughs> you watch you watch Lost. What's wrong with you? The <laughs> Twin Peaks man. Like being a Twin Peaks fan makes you a better human being than the Lost person. Yeah. Do you think that's true? I don't know. Can you hear me? Yes.
2: Okay, then yes, I think it's true.
0: <laughs> Good call. Why is, it, why is the why is the fan of the team that has more success a better person? They're not. But why is it why is that perception there? They think they are I think
1: they've got a bigger squad, they've got a bigger gang, so they can
0: the tribalism, I guess.
1: Yeah. yeah. They can saunter up to you and say what they want. It's
0: true. There's been a lot of that with the Jets, Cal, don't you think? I mean I think there's been a lot of it with the teams that we root for uh for, not fur but for in terms of like the jets, like wanting people wanting the jets to tank, right? Yeah.
2: But jet fans want the jets to tank.
0: No, I know, but it's other jet fans telling you, first of all, you say you're a jets fan right now to people that aren't jets fans, the, the, the hysteria. It's like, you might as well be wearing huge clown shoes and a nose and have a spritzer bottle and, like, you, I, I had this happen last night at uh, hockey with the team I'm playing with, and these are all new guys. And one guy was saying to the other guy because uh, he grew up in mid-Jersey and was a uh, is a Rangers and Giants fan, and he's like, is anybody even a Jets fan? And I'm like, raise my hand, like, quietly in the corner of the locker room. I'm like, I actually am. It's like, ah! <laughs> well, it's Get a this guy. We got one.
2: You're expected to become a Giants fan if the Jets are bad. That's, that's the expectation, is that you're, you can't stick with a team when they're bad. Yeah. You're an idiot if you do that. Just become a Giants fan.
0: Right. But j- there's Jet fan on Jet fan crime here, too, because if you're rooting for them to win this weekend, you're an idiot. Yeah. Apparently. It was always
2: like that with the Mets, too. The Mets the, 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 the Met, uh, fan police always came out in force and told you how you needed to be a Mets fan. That's right. You don't get it as much anymore, but I think you're going to start to get it again now that they're bad
0: again. Absolutely, which is is a great segue into uh, uh, some of the stuff we wanted to talk about tonight. But but just to stick with this uh, with the Mets, but just to stick with this for a second, and just to put a button on this, um, you know, I had buddies tell me like, oh, you got to toughen him up. He's going to expect that. Blah blah blah. It's not a matter of toughness. It's a matter of the kid's uh, an emotional kid, you know, uh, I shouldn't, I just want to know how to combat that, right? Like, how to just make the, make make him feel that it's okay to root for the team that he wants to root for. And we live in such a climate that it's, it's kind of difficult. Like I'm not being snowflakey here. Like, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying really hard to instill in them what I have always had, which is it's sports. Like, you should be able to go. So like I said to somebody, I was like, I was going to take them to the Flyers rookie Islanders rookie game last night to take the boys there. And they were like, what are you crazy? I'm like, well, no, what, what should happen at a hockey exhibition game? Like they're not going to be standing on their chairs, screaming that Jeru sucks. Like what, what should happen? You never know though. I know, that's, but that's, that's the whole
2: point. Is that people take sports so seriously? Right. They take it very seriously.
0: That's the insanity, right?
2: Right. Hey, listen. And if you can't handle it, then get a, get out. Right.
0: Yeah. Or you're or you're you're a wuss or you're a puss or whatever you know right. like. It's, it's like really serious
2: stuff, and um, it's not. It's not. No. It I mean, nothing that is... in the scheme of everything, and yeah. you and you look foolish if you belittle or berate someone that doesn't take it as seriously as you.
0: Right. I think one of the, uh, uh, one of the start uh, at the start of this conversation, Cal, I had said to PJ, which is something I hadn't mentioned to you, but I have noticed in that as Wesley's gotten older, as we've lived here, the comments have gotten less cute. You know what I mean? Like they see, the, the fan the, the Phillies fan sees Casey in a Mets t-shirt, my four-year-old, and is like, "Oh, look at that little guy! That's awesome." I was gonna say something, but he looks so cute in that jersey or whatever. They see West now; it's like, "Oh, Mets fan." You know, it's not as he's getting older. They're just it's getting jerkier. You know what I mean? Well, I it's know.
2: also it's um it's the bully mentality, also. Right, right. You know, pick a, pick on someone inferior. And if you root for a team that stinks, that means you are inferior and you are a prime target. Right. And that's yeah. sort of what comes out of people, you know? That's like the base instinct.
0: It's tribal to the worst. Well, listen, yeah. we, got, we got plenty of time. Let's fly through the, uh, the blocks here. Um, so I, I wanted to start – this is a great place to start because in A Block I had wanted to talk about Dom Smith and the Mets. And this is something we've never touched on before, Cal, and it's fascinating to me. You and I were talking about Dom Smith the other night. We are a lot like Phil Simms and uh, what's his oh, name? Yeah. I know Simmons always says that, but it's so true. Like we were talking the other day off the air. Right. Um, but we were, genuinely. We literally were. Yes. Um, about how a perception of a player for your team is formed. It's it's almost like a relationship, like, like the early first impressions and stuff. Like you can never go back on. And we're we're dealing with this with Dom Smith right now. Dominic Smith for the New York Mets came up last week. Uh, you know, big prospect, big, uh, uh, and I'm I'm using big not that way, um, big time uh, prospect for the Mets. Uh, probably the third or fourth best prospect in their organization. Five Organization, by the way, hockey's coming up 22 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Is it is – it, it's starting to fascinate me, Cal, how we as old men – because it's different as a young guy because you have a – I think you have a way bigger tolerance for players when they first start for your team as a young guy than you do as you get older.
2: I don't know about that.
0: Like Wesley, Wesley will give Dom Smith 500 at back. Oh, yeah, as a, when you're a kid, yeah. That's what I'm saying. As you get older, I think the at-bats that you're willing to give a
1: guy go down and down and down and down.
2: Yeah, but don't you think it then comes back around as you get older again? Like, Probably does. Right? Like a 22-year-old guy has no patience. The, the kid comes up and strikes out in his first at-bat. He's a bum, right? Right. But the 40-year-old guy is going to give him a couple at-bats
0: before he calls him a bum. But I think the 40-year-old guy, especially for uh, the Mets or or the Jets at quarterback or something like that, the 40-year-old guy hasn't seen winning where he has a lot of patience.
2: No, I don't think he's got a lot of patience. He's got more, though, than the quick-trigger young male. Definitely.
0: But then I think he gets to be 60, and then he's like, you know what, give the kid 500 at-bats. He's only been here 10 minutes. Or he goes three at-bats. Get him out of here. He's a bum. I'm going to die soon, and I need That's, to see a winning team. <laughs> at that point, it could go either way. <laughs> but I want to talk about this, this, this construct about – because we're dealing with this with the Islanders. We're dealing with it with the Jets, all the teams we root for. This construct of perception about a player on a team you're a fan of. And I wanted to use Dom Smith as a jumping-off point because you and I have very different sort of perceptions of him right now not not that you hate him or you've written him off or whatever he's two for three tonight by the way had another home run but not that you've written him (laughs) off or whatever or or i think he's all right you win right (laughs) you got that in there (laughs) end of podcast okay uh but or that i think he's going to be a superstar but you heard something from the most trusted Mets reporter, I think, between the both of us, right, Eddie Coleman, that maybe about his work ethic that bothered you a lot more than it bothered me. So now your perception of him is a little bit over here, and mine's a little bit over here. Right. But it's tough to battle that. Like, Dom Smith will be battling that with you, Brian Calbee, for, for the duration of his Mets days.
2: Yeah, but, but I'm one person. It's no, not. But, but I don't. Saying. I don't. I don't know if I am in the majority. Of, if that's how most people feel, I my think buddy a lot Dave of,
0: had the, had the same thing because he heard that comment. That's two.
2: We're getting there. <laughs> I think a lot of people just look at him, and if he gets if he hits, they'll like him, and if he doesn't hit, they won't like him, or if he acts like a jerk, they won't like him. But if he seems like a good guy, they'll like him. I don't. I. I. I think. I think most fans are more superficial really when it comes down to it. Okay. And, they, and they're just going to kind of, they're going to go with what they see. Right. So it's possible that there are other people that heard that report about him and now either don't like him or don't trust that he's going to be good.
0: But it set the narrative off with Francesa and Francesca's said it every day since then. So well, then he's a he's a guy that's not going to trust him. But he's an opinion maker. So, you know what I mean? I mean, like. Sure. So sure. I'm saying that, that I'm I'm just saying like how the die can be cast early on in a player's career for your team. Oh yeah, for re- sure. Perceptions like really hard to change. And yeah. in Dom's, Dominic Smith's case, we're obviously talking about the fact too that he's a big-bodied guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like if they had said that about, uh, you know, Rosario, you'd be like, oh, well, uh, all right. It wouldn't bother you as much as it w- does with Tom Smith because his weight's always been a problem. And problem. you worry that he's not going to be able to control his weight.
2: <laughs> it, would, it would bother me just as much if a report came out that Rosario's work ethic was in question. That would bother me. The, it would bother me the exact, bother, bother me the exact
0: same amount. Do you think it would follow him though, if he came up and played well? And if he came up and he played well, he'd
2: be all right. If he came up and that and that percent and that knock was on him, the first time he doesn't run out a ground ball,
0: he's screwed. Right, but they're not uh, they're not but talking that, about running out a ground ball with Dominic Smith. They're talking about he can't you know push the plate away at the buffet table. Yeah, he and can't. he's undisciplined and lazy in that regard.
2: Right. So if he gets fatter or bigger, there's going to
0: be a problem. Right? Let me, let me throw another one out there. And this, uh, this was a guy I wanted to talk about anyway, Matt Harvey. Yeah. And going to clubs and yeah. nightlife. Oh, yep, he's done. It's he's, he's,
2: he's, he's, he's happened for five years with him now. So right, but it started did it
0: four years ago.
2: Right, and it and it turned out to be correct
0: with Matt Harvey. Has he ever? Be, I mean, yeah. No, you're right. He, yeah, he's been late to has stuff. Has he ever he won. To... No, I was gonna say, has he ever been arrested or anything like that, or, or rehab no, and stuff like that? But like that. he's not showed up for games. Correct. Yep. No, he's not showed up right. for practices. Yep. Absolutely. And I and I caught myself. I did. It's it it has manifested itself. Not in the Doc Good and Dwight, you know, uh, uh, Daryl Strawberry matter. Well, it doesn't always have to be drugs. doesn't always right? have to be – well, no, it doesn't always have to be Smithers is what I meant. Like you don't right. always have to wind up in rehab. It happened so often in the 80s that it was just like the default. If he goes there, then that's the problem. If he Correct. doesn't go there, he doesn't have a problem. He doesn't have a problem. But, but Harvey, that perception is now him. But the
2: perception turned out to it, – it's not like the perception became reality – the perception was accurate about him. That's who he was. It's not like it yeah. was a... It's not like it was a... No, you're right. You're right. Well, we... And we, the only reason I can say that now is because I have five years of hindsight to look back on and to, right. and to see how it's played out. If somebody is misperceived at the beginning and fights it, but he can't shake it, then the perception has become reality. Did you buy it at the time with him? I I didn't want to. And I, so. Well, that's another, that's another facet. But that's part of it. I didn't want to buy it. So I didn't until it became apparent that there's, there's a problem. You know, it was too many, too many times it happened. Right. Right. Fool me once, fool me twice, fool me 12 times. And then it's like, all right, I guess there's a guy who's got a problem.
0: Can I bring another facet into this though? And it, 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 all right. Very good, sir. Thank you. The End of podcast. End of podcast. No, um, and I think it needs to be brought in. And that is also we're talking about the perception of a player um, when they come up or when they first start with your team in terms of how they carry themselves or the nightlife or conditioning. Let's talk about on the field, right? So like perceptions can be formed very early of a guy of how he plays on the field or on the ice or whatever. And they, those are ridiculously difficult to shake. Sure. You know, like you, like Andrew Ladd, the great, I was going to use Andrew Ladd as the great example for the Islanders. Right. So I am a huge Andrew Ladd fan. Like I wanted the Islanders to get him for years, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why I can't rightly explain it. I don't have a great reason. It just, he's out there. I just, I don't know why I've always liked him. Um, and he comes to the Islanders last year. And for the first 30 games, 40 games he's terrible right I mean he's terrible right and you're saying to me this whole time like I, I want to like this guy but, but I'm watching him on the ice and he's terrible and I,
2: I that's it
0: it's over for me and him no no there's more to the story
2: with Andrew Ladd Andrew Ladd had the reputation of being a slow starter so then right So now he's now we're seeing him for the first time every day and he's got this reputation. So this is your point. Here's a perception that now he has to shake and he doesn't in his first impression to us or to me. And right away, he's behind the eight ball. Yep. Like like, right away. It's like, oh, yeah, well, that's it. That's what we heard about him. And that's who he is.
0: Right, and it's his play on the ice. It's turnovers. It's, it's not digging yeah. in, in, in the corners and stuff like that. It's kind of lazy passes out of the off, out of the defensive zone. Like, it's, it's, it's actual it's play on the ice.
2: It's not necessarily fair because he's probably working his butt off,
0: right? right. And he was well,
2: hurt. I mean, there's a whole host of excuses, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because I heard this guy does not play well for the first 30 games, and you, you don't see him until after New Year's. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. That's
0: exactly what happened, right.
2: Right? Curtis Granderson, same thing. Same thing. Every year, you know you're not going to get anything out of Curtis Granderson until Father's Day. Right. Right? And then he goes off. Yep. Came a rea- that, that is his reality. And you either dealt with it. See, like a guy like Curtis Granderson, I had a lot more patience for because I know that's what, that's what he is.
0: To what he's he is. also never dogging it on the field. Well, I mean that's the a, other part until this year. But he, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. So he gets he gets a pass because he's a
2: good guy. Not to everybody. You know, you talk to a lot of Met fans, they hated Granderson.
0: Yeah. They couldn't stand him.
2: Yeah. He could have saved kittens from the tree and they wouldn't have cared. <laughs> kittens from the tree. <laughs> kittens from the tree. That's a, a fire at least. That's a Sarah McLaughlin album. <laughs> from the tree.
0: And not a good one. No, he's... he's that is not a good album. That is a very that is a very weak album of hers, I gotta yeah. say. They didn't didn't yeah play well. <laughs> but <clears throat> I, I I I think the so, point you brought up is, is perfect because Ladd is a great example of how now Andrew Ladd's gonna have to really kind of show you something early in the year this year well, for you to kind of be on board. Yep. Because the die is cast with his play, and like he's gonna to have to turn the puck over less in the neutral zone, and you, yeah, know, I'll
2: tell you, they, what,
1: you know,
0: I'll tell you what, he he could though
2: go the way the way of Granderson, where if he starts that way, it's gonna be like, all right, well, I don't have to bother watching this guy for thirty games. Yes, but then in and then on game thirty one, he will show up, and maybe that. That's who he
0: is. That's his ML, right. He had a crazy I, strong finish again last year for them. He had, you know, I think 24 goals in his last 48 games or something yeah, like that.
2: Well, yeah, see, and the thing with Andrew Ladd that I didn't like is that he has this reputation, and now you, you're you signing with a new team. You, in my mind, I'm expecting you to work harder to shake right. that reputation. Who is the –
0: yeah, it's tough to do on the fourth line. But who is that um, – <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, had to get that in, counselor. Oh Um, my
2: god! Did you get the second stage of your retainer
0: yet, or no? Yes, (laughs) yes, we 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 have been retained for another season, and we're really, really happy. Happy about it. Andrew Ladd's defense team. Um, No, but uh, who's the baseball player I'm thinking of too? Like, was it John? Not Art (laughs) Howe. Not Art (laughs) Howe. You mean Ichada? You mean Art Howe, who was the, the special guest at baseball camp? The one year that I went? That same Art Howe. That's the only we went to Smithtown baseball camp and I only went once. You went a bunch of times, right? Yeah. I yeah, went three I went years. once. One summer. Yep. One session to Smithtown baseball camp on Long Island. And they would have a major league baseball player come in every year at the end of the camp. It was like a big deal and like you got autographs, and you got to talk to them and stuff like that. And in years past, they had, did you have Wally Backman maybe
2: once? One year, we had Wally Backman. One year, we had Frank Viola. Frank
1: Viola, right. And, and my year was Art Howe. Art Howe.
2: And it was cool because they would come in full uniform. Yep. So it was like, wow, this is and, – and at that point – Inexplicably, old, inexplicably, in inexplicably.: Yeah, like, like you never put that together as a 10-year-old. Like this man just drove here in his full uniform. To a baseball camp? That's weird. And the thing about Art Howe, which I love, and I have the picture somewhere. I took the picture with Art Howe. Did you take a picture with Art
0: Howe? I might have. I was so
2: oh, disappointed. I think, I, think, I think everybody did. But yeah. the greatest part about that picture was that it, it looked like an Art Howe cardboard cutout.
0: <laughs> and like Art Howe alone. Which is ridiculous because who would ever have an Art Howe cutout? But this is the this
2: is the point. <laughs> Art Howe alone is incredibly disappointing. Yes, <laughs> like Art Howe, the human being, like the person, is incredibly disappointing. And, and we then, can point out this is years before he. This is when he was still playing.
0: He was on the Astros. He was on the Cardinals.
2: That's he was on the cool. Cardinals
0: then. Okay. okay. Yeah, but it like he has nothing to do with the Mets. Nothing. No. No, I mean in he years looked years and years before he's the manager and stuff like that. He looked 55 years old at the time,
2: and yeah. he was really only like 30. Right. He had a fake smile. He looked like a card. So not only was it Art Howe, but it was a boring Art Howe.
0: Right. You look like you were like at Dunkin' Donuts taking a picture with Eli Manning. Like, right, Eli like Biden at a car dealership. I'm <laughs> like, why is he holding a McRib? It's weird. Art Howe says, "Buy this Buick." <laughs> Why is Art Howe, Howe holding a, a medium coffee, Dunkin' Donuts coffee, in his hand in this picture? Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a cutout of Art Howe. Really disappointing. He was playing for the Cardinals. That would probably be uh, what's coffee in uh, Missouri then? Uh, I don't know. In the Midwest? Oh, yeah, who knows what they have? We can only go Canada and, and in the Tim Northeast. Tim Hortons with <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. That's all right. we have. Um, so. Well, I, I I think it's a fascinating discussion. I really do because we root for these teams. We root with, with uh, it happens in football. It's ridiculous. Guy like three incompletions and you're like, well, that's it for him. Yep, that's it. Or like three completions and you're like, Matt Sims, the future. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's oh, no there's no middle ground in football. Guy has like four carries. You're like, there he is. That's
2: the beauty of sports—is how irrational it is.
0: I know, but but I, I I agree. But I find it fascinating on a dynastic level for a fan, right? right. So like we're not going anywhere with the Mets. Like we're, we're going to be here with Rosario and Dom Smith, and we're going to be and, and Harvey and you know Syndergaard, and we're going to be here with these guys. And so if you're first... Like, DeGrom's a great example. Like, for some inexplicable reason, the first time I saw that guy pitch, I was like, that's my guy. That's my guy. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I watched him pitch. I saw his stuff, and I was just like, "That I love this guy. Don't know why. He's working yeah. here. Like, I was, I was telling you at the time. We were doing the show at the time. Sure. And I was saying, you gotta... I'm telling you, this DeGrom kid, he could be better than Harvey, blah, blah, blah. Like... You know, not taking bows or anything. There was just something about him I liked. Since we're taking bows, I I had Syndergaard right from the beginning too. Yes, you did. One of the most famous things that we have with the show, and you know, the UNC clause, as it came to be known. We We should explain the we should explain the UNC. University of North Carolina. uh, Correct. Right. Right.
2: You you are forced to wear (laughs) light blue. (laughs) A a
0: Tar Heel at all times.
2: No, but um, you're right. No. You're right. This, you, you, you see something. And that's and that's a perfect example where you lock into somebody right away. It's going to take a whole hell of a lot to get you to change your mind.
0: That's right. Right. But Stephen you can't Max, explain it like you. you and, and for me, it was on the baseball field with DeGrom. Stephen Matz. Great example.
2: Stephen Matz is a great example. When he came up, I love Stephen Matz. I thought he was yep. great. I couldn't, couldn't wait to watch him. He's a local kid. You know, everybody, he was highly touted, he was hurt in the minor leagues, and then he came up, and we were all excited to see him, and then it, like, it took, like, maybe one or two episodes of him being a baby, and that was it. There's no coming, like, in my mind, there's no coming back from that. I don't care how good he is, I don't like him, but that's my perception of him.
0: Yep. Actually, your wife called that one. She did. That's true.
2: She's she's (laughs) very uh, perceptive when it
0: comes to people. <clears throat> I love the idea of a Stephen Matz series, so it was one episode <laughs> of Stephen Matz as a baby, <laughs> starring Stephen Matz. No, as but uh, you, know, you, you called it. He's niece with, with, uh, with stuff. Yeah. And it's all, he's John Niece with better stuff. I do want to say one thing about Smith and Rosario, and then we can move on to the Indians winning their 22nd straight game tonight with two outs in the ninth, tied oh, yeah? the game. Down no, right, by one, right. two no. outs in the ninth, tied the game, and then win it in the 10th on a hit by Jay Bruce, who has said he's never had a better baseball experience in his life. He loves the city. Right. Uh, there's, there's no chance he's going to be a Met next year. No chance. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. <clears throat> but um, I do just want to say, Dom Smith, you asked me the other night something important while we were having this kind of discussion. Not the perception discussion.
2: No, no, we moved on.
0: <clears throat> but we were talking about stuff on the field, and I've been talking a lot to you about stuff on the field and what we've seen because we're watching the Mets very little right now. But we're watching them here and there. We just and happened to then, be watching the game together that night yeah, too. Yep. And you asked <laughs> me what I liked that I saw, and, and I stick by that. I saw it again last night on that home run. I saw it tonight on his home run again. Um, He's got a very fluid swing. He's got very quick hands. He seems to know the zone really well. Um, But the one thing I haven't seen, Cal, is him hanging his head, is him arguing with an umpire, Mm -hmm. is him throwing helmets, breaking bats because he's hitting 200, or actually Mm -hmm. he was hitting like 180. You know, I haven't seen him hang his head about embarrassing himself a few times fielding the ball. Um, I have seen a confident kid who doesn't look phased by his slow start and is now starting to figure it out a little bit. And he's got the average up at 210. He had another home run tonight. He's got seven. He's got 18 RBIs. He's got 13 runs scored. He's starting to put it together a little bit. He's not Reese Hopkins. Nobody is. But he's, he's starting to put it together. And I think I see a kid who's confident and i And I like that that plays to me, especially if you're going to be a big kid, yeah, and by the way, he and, and again, this is not Sampe for the defense, but I look at him from two or three weeks ago when he came up, and I look at him now he looks like he's lost like probably about ten pounds he He's definitely lost weight since he's come up. no, I'm serious, so maybe maybe they have him working out, maybe they have him on a better regimen, maybe they you know. Yeah, and to me, he looks like he put on weight. That's funny. No, I, I I was watching him uh, run the bases on a home run that he hit tonight on another 2-1 changeup. And um, just real smooth swing, Cal. Not a lot of moving parts. it has got a nice swing. There doesn't look – it's real smooth and real natural, and there doesn't look like there's a ton that goes. So Conforto has a really nice swing. Conforter's a little more mechanical Dom Smith's a little smoother right um, it just doesn't look like there's a lot that can go wrong and if something goes wrong it can be fixed you know what I mean yeah I don't know it just it, it just he looks mechanically very sound at the plate to me it's just gonna take time for pitch recognition and to see how major league pitchers get you out that's me
2: that's fine we'll see what he'll he, see what you know. he comes back with next year after uh
0: yeah this year is gravy to me. This year is, is get him 150 at-bats and just let him get his feet wet. Taste, you know? And, taste of and, and, Yeah. And, and let him get a taste and let him get a taste of what it's like to be on the road and let him get a taste of what it's be like to be in a clubhouse with – same thing with Rosario. Same thing. Who, by the way, has gotten his average up to almost 280. So, you know, again, small sample size, but he had another base hit, another stolen base tonight. You know, his plate discipline is looking a little better. He had, he's had a couple walks in his last few starts. And okay. You know what? Okay. Just i I'm, I
2: just want to last please, thing about the mess please. because um, that's a good point about Smith and Rosario, who you can see are clearly working <laughs> terrible, for terrible
0: USA USA cop show. Smith Smith Rosario? And, and Rosario, Rosario. <laughs> <laughs> if you
2: had said Rosario and Smith wouldn't work, no Smith and Rosario. Well, well, wasn't that? No I was thinking of Rizzoli and Isles but that's Rizzoli not, and Isles no, close. But Smith and Rosario Right <laughs> Buddy cop show And Terry yeah. Collins would absolutely be the chief right
0: Absolutely I mean That's a given
2: Right That's a the cur- given The curmudgeonly
0: chief That has no patience for these kids You two guys are going to be the death of me Would it be Terry Collins or Sandy Alderson Sandy Alderson's the uh, the mayor Obviously <laughs> Obviously.
1: You want to do a you want to do a quick commercial for it? I'll give <laughs> I'll give you some music. He's
0: either the mayor or the police chief.
1: Next week. This Tuesday. This Tuesday night. I'm sorry. Go 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 go. He's a sassy,
2: brash young rookie detective.
0: He's a. Heavy, overweight, donut eating rookie <laughs> detective. They're both rookies.
2: But that's not all they have in common. Tune in Tuesday to find out on Smith and Rosario. Damn it, Rosario, give me your bat! I tell you what, Dan Murphy's gonna be the death of me! I'll
0: tell you what, that Rosario! He's gonna be the death of me! Right. We feel that Rosario and Smith are very solid detectives. <laughs> We're going to bring them along. That music, by the way, wow, holy smokes, perfect. We didn't do that music justice. Let's put it that, that way. That was good. So
2: anyway, all right, so really, really, really quick on Smith and Rosario. They're working yes. hard. They're trying to. They're 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 obviously working for a role next year, and they're trying and and, and they're putting forth an effort, and they're working on things. And you can respect that. What I cannot respect, even a little bit, is the garbage that they're rolling out of the bullpen. That these guys oh. have an opportunity to try yeah. to come back next year, and they're just they're pissing away that opportunity. It's, it's yeah. disgusting to watch that. It's them. bad.
0: It's you know? bad. I mean, it's you not know, like the starters are covering themselves in glory either. But.
2: No, but, but the whole point is that there's, the rotation is set for next year, right? There's not going to be any room in the rotation to win a job if everybody's healthy. But the yeah. bullpen is wide open, and wide all of open. these guys—all of these guys that are pitching right now—I mean, you—you're—you're going to you're, you're gonna tell me that you're looking to secure a job next year, and you're pitching for a team that's 25 games under 500, and the team is just giving you a three-run lead in the seventh inning, and you go out there and walk a guy on four pitches, and you expect
0: to have a job next year? Yeah, it's bad. It's—it's—it's it's, it's nauseating. Yeah. Is what it is. And it's they did it bad. again tonight. They, did, they gave up 14 runs tonight. Of course they did, because they are all terrible. Yeah, terrible,
2: and they're not. And this is an opportunity for them. And I've no, I have no patience for guys that don't take advantage of opportunities that are presented to themselves, to them. Themselves. Well, that's
0: the, mystifi- the mystifying thing is, too, these are not guys that are without talent. You know, I mean well, he's, I, I it, would like, argue some of them are without talent completely. But yes. But some of them are not, Cal. And, and and walking a guy on four pitches, that's not that has nothing to do with talent. Um I think we lost Cal's mic again. He's gonna
1: <laughs> Gimme your badge.
0: Give me your badge. And your glove. Um, no, what Cal was talking about is, is spot on. It's very true.
1: Whoops. Excuse me. Overclicking. Excuse me.
0: You have, a, you, <laughs> you have a terrible team in the Mets. You have guys in the bullpen that have a real opportunity to, to make a name for themselves or, or to do something, and they don't for the Mets, and that's the infuriating thing right now. Like, the, the Mets don't even know how to be terrible the right way. You know they they don't know how to have success and they don't know how to be terrible the right way either.
1: It's it's you can't even pressure. nail stinking.
0: Yeah, like they they they're they're screwing up how they stink. They're they're not playing younger guys like there's younger guys that they should just be playing every day, and they're not playing them. And it's it's you know they're 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 screwing up the way they stink. I I totally agree with you, Cal. Like. The, the, the guy's not taking opportunities in the bullpen. There's, there's position players that aren't playing. Like, why isn't Nimmo? Why aren't Nimmo and. Do I need to see Matt Reynolds in the outfield, Cal?
2: Why do they want to see what they have.
0: But, but they know what they have. They don't know what they have in Matt Reynolds as an oh, outfield. I mean, we know what Matt Reynolds is. No, as a, as a matter of fact, he's I devastatingly would, handsome.
2: I would argue, not that obviously,
0: but I would argue
2: <laughs> that they know exactly what they have in Brandon Nimmo. But they do not, not know what they have. Playing every day, sure. I think by now you know what you have.
0: You, you have that... an everyday player. No, you don't. I think you well, know I that he you know why How do you not know that he's hitting two eighty five? He has like four hundred on base percentage.
2: Yeah, I don't think he's an everyday
0: player. I, I don't. Well, I'd love to fi- I'd love to find out. Can we play him every day and find out, please?
2: Nope. <laughs> They've got an <laughs> I mean, agenda.
0: What's with? Uh, uh, Chikini Can't play every day? Can't play. He does not forget about every day. He never plays at all. But we know what we have in Matt Reynolds, though, so, right? Like We, we, we got to play Matt Reynolds every day, figure out what we got there. Well, they're it's, putting them all over the place. They're screwing up sucking.
2: They're screwing up a lot of things.
0: Yeah, they are. They're not, they're not worth the last 20 minutes of this podcast, I'll say that. I've, I've, I've had enough. Okay. Nimo's hitting 284. He was two for five again tonight. He's got three home runs, 14 RBIs, 18 runs scored. He's got a, a 410 on base percentage. He has a good at bat every time he gets up. 24 well, walks. He, 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 what's wrong? Why is he not an everyday player?
2: I don't Do we see know it. that
0: he's not an everyday outfielder right now?
2: That's my perception.
0: A two-hitter on a, on, a, on a team with a leadoff hitter?
2: A two-hitter?
0: They no. hit him two tonight. It was great. He was two for five. Reyes was two for three. It was great. Yeah.
2: You, shouldn't, he, you should have a lot better hitters in the lineup than him. He shouldn't be batting two.
0: What is – I don't know. I see, what do you have against this guy? You don't even know he is 23 years old.
2: I, I have nothing against him. I just I – I don't buy that he's that good. So I what does he, he
0: need to – what would he need to hit for you to think he was good? How many bats does he have right now? This year?
2: Right now. How many bats does he have, I, he have?
0: I'm looking. I'm looking.
2: 150? No. Probably not that many. 111. 111. All right. Give me 200 at bats. Give me 200 at bats, and if he's still batting 285, I'm on board. That's a quarter okay. of a season. That's a third of a season. A third of an everyday season would be 200 at bats. Right.
0: He doesn't even have two hundred at bats in his career yet.
2: No, so, he hasn't he hasn't played a lot. Right. before. He's he's, he's just
0: like fine. He's fine. He's. Fine. I mean, he's hitting two eighty for his career, and he has like a like a, a, a you know a four almost a four hundred on base percentage. He's like that's fine. a useful player. Yeah, he's he, a fine,
2: useful player. I don't believe he is an everyday number two hitting center fielder. You don't twenty four. It doesn't matter how old he is, and it doesn't mean that he's a bad guy. I just, I don't. No, b- I, don't I don't think he thought he was a bad guy. I don't. I just don't. I don't believe in him as an everyday. I, I, I still don't believe in Wilmer Flores as an everyday player. I'm not talking about Wilmer Flores.
0: Don't. But you, uh, well, let me. Can I rephrase that? Can we repackage that? Yeah, go ahead. You haven't seen enough yet to know if he's an everyday player. I what from what I've seen right now,
2: I don't yeah I don't trust that he he would be productive. I don't think he could get a two eighty five over six hundred at bats. It don't.
0: Okay. But he only has two hundred major league at bats. How do we? How do you know that? That's my perception. Okay. All right. That's all. And, and that's I'm not amazing. saying he can. I'm saying I don't know.
2: No. Yeah. You kind of I'm, believe he can.
0: I, I, I think there's a chance he can. And you've always liked him. I you have liked always him coming, liked
2: him. Coming up, through, coming up through, the, uh, through the chain. Through the chain. Right.
0: Back on the chain gang.
2: Right. You liked him from the minute they drafted him. I and did. I, I, and I did too because I was impressed that this kid that didn't play high school baseball. I wanted George Springer, but
0: no. I got him. Okay. All right. <laughs> He's hitting 200, uh, 200, sitting 284 in, uh, about 115 at bats this season in about 52 games. Right. Three home runs, uh, uh, 15 RBIs, six doubles. He's got a couple stolen bases. He's got 25 walks, which I like. Right. I, I want to see, I want to see 250 at bats at him. I want to see what I have. All right. And you, and, and here's where more I'm thinking of when we turn this into the Brandon Nimmo show. Here's more where I'm thinking of him as a, <laughs> as, as a platoon player playing primarily in center field with Lagaris. Right. See, if you had an outfield next year of Cespedes, Lagaris, and, and Nimmo in center field and Conforto when he returns in right. hmm Okay. And you signed Umustakis, and that's where you put your big free agency money at third base. Right. Then you would have a very solid lineup.
2: Nah. I, think, I think a very solid lineup is, is being generous
0: I think you would have a solid lineup I mean it would be reliant on kids It's going to be reliant on kids Right so you don't know So, But it's you, going to be you, reliant you know. on kids regardless If you get one more bat that you know That can hit in Moustakis Right Then Do we you, know that though? That Moustakis can hit? Do we know that for sure? That he's a reliable hitter? I I don't know. You know I don't love him.
2: I no, know, I know.
0: I don't. I don't know that he's a that. I tell you, I, mean, you're I trust not getting, Hosmer. Not I trust Hosmer more than him.
2: Yeah, I I trust Hosmer a lot more than him.
0: You know. But I like Smith. I want to stick with Smith next year.
2: It's mute. It's all mute, Steve. It's, it's all, all moot
0: too. <laughs>
2: no, no, it's mute because they're not going to spend the money.
0: And they're not listening to us. It's on mute. Not.
2: It's funny because I was talking to my buddy last night who also has a season ticket package, a 20-game package,
0: right.
1: and the, de-
2: the deadline to renew is tomorrow. Yes. And the two of us just couldn't stop laughing at the fact that <laughs> Sandy Alderson, in the midst of a push to renew season tickets, came right out and said, we're not going to make a commitment to spending the money. Yeah. So what this guy told his ticket agent was, Sandy Alderson said he's not making a commitment, neither am I, and he hung up yep. the phone. Right. I'm not making a commitment to spending money either. uh, Yeah, and he hung up the phone. And then he received a T-shirt three days later in the mail from the Mets. And it says, there's no place like home. And and it's written in like a home plate on the shirt. Right. So that was the Mets' attempt at trying to win back a customer that hung up on them. To send them a (laughs) T-shirt that said, there's no place like home. A free T-shirt, I might add. A pun, a yeah. pun on a T-shirt is what they're trying to
0: do. That should work. So they should have sent them the Jay Bruce contract offer.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, can we talk about football for ten minutes? Just for ten minutes. That's it, though. That's it. That's all we get. That's all I'm doing. Um. With. So uh, week one in the books. Two things. Jets are completely who I thought they were. That game was exactly that game went exactly as I thought it would. Right. I mean, literally exactly. Like Josh McCown, way more uh, acceptable to watch than Ryan Fitzpatrick, but still stinks. Who's he's better? Just an, he's an, Oh, he's he's uh, he's just <laughs> he's not better. He's just better to watch.
2: Who were better? He's just <laughs> exactly.
0: He's just right? a nicer guy, Cal. He's just a nicer guy. Well, he's, he's not a con artist. That's the thing. The name of this show is Perception is Not Reality. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. Because he's he's a better quarterback. He is a better quarterback. You think so? Yeah, not by much. I mean, you're talking about, like, who's a better, you know. <laughs> Like, who's a better American Idol contestant, like William Hung or, like, you know, like... Yeah. These are, these are lo, it's a low bar. It's a very low bar. I understand. But he is a better quarterback. Okay. Um, but just more enjoyable to watch. Like, you trust him. I somehow trust him more than That's Fitzpatrick. That's crazy. I know. Right? But they are exactly who you thought they were going to be. You're, you're watching uh, Jamal Adams. You're watching Marcus May. You're watching Leo Williams. You're trying to see Robbie Anderson get open. You're just you're watching the young guys. That's all it is. It's all it is. Why did That's Powell not play as much? You know he actually wound up getting more snaps than Forte. He did, but they force fed Forte early. It's like Powell didn't get a snap until like the end of the second quarter or something stupid. Oh okay. Maybe they're trying to showcase Forte for a trade. I don't know. But um, <laughs> Joe Cap's. Quote about him, that he looked like he was a, a drunk running in boots. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, and, and Jermaine Curse really nice pickup. Really good receiver. Gutty. He yes. runs good routes. Maybe it's here next year when you have a rookie quarterback, you know what I mean, kind of thing. Right. Like, really good veteran to pick up. Um, but they are exactly who you thought they were, except one thing. One thing I was not expecting to feel after game one. Didn't care that they lost. They played a competitive game. A couple things go their way. They actually could have won. Todd Bowles is a mess, cow.
2: He's bad, isn't he?
0: He is bad. Yeah. He's not a good coach.
2: I've been fighting that since last year. Like, I really wanted to believe that. Yep. He's still learning, and he's still trying to find his footing as a coach. But he's he's not good, is he? Yeah, PU.
0: Yep, he is officially <laughs> Stinky University. PU. Yes, he's bad. I mean, that decision to, to punt with four minutes left, down nine, on fourth and eight. Yeah, is is a terrible decision. It's it's just a, it's there and then to try to justify it in the game after and every you know and and look they hired the I think he's probably a wonderful coordinator. There's a lot of guys like that. Yeah, I think he's probably a great defensive coordinator. They hired the anti Rex, right? Like the guy, like they had the most bombastic guy ever, and now they've hired a guy who literally says. Four words right? and shows no emotion and shows no personality and shows well, like you let's, can't go entirely the other way. Let's bring it back to the theme of the evening. The perception
2: yep. is that he's got no fire and just doesn't care that much.
0: Yeah. And I don't agree with that. I think he's got plenty of fire. He's oh, just... I,
2: right. But that's the, but like, so a lot of people that are watching his press conferences or the yeah. way he acts on the sidelines and you know, yep. the way he operates, I, that's, that's a tough thing he's going to have to shake. Uh, I don't know he if he does.
0: Look like he can motivate a football team. Right, right. That's right. But more than that, that, his decisions are baffling. They yes. really are. You're know, like free. three he, now. You're in year three. Right. You should know how to manage a game clock. You should be able to override a defensive coach when he makes a certain call like – it doesn't seem like he's involved. Right. You know, are you involved in the offensive game plan at all? Like, did you, did you see what they were doing with Forte? Like, it just, it just doesn't seem like – and it also doesn't seem like they're playing his style of defense. Like, I, I don't know. Just he stinks. I think he stinks. Well, he'll be the fall guy, won't he? Well, this brings me to my next bullet point. If you look at the drafts here, I I mean, he's got to go two. Oh, well, yeah, I, I gave up on him a long time ago. But, I mean, if they have, like, the number two pick, I don't trust him to pick my fantasy football team right now. No, but I believe, and
2: you're talking about Mike McCagnin. But I think that he's going to still be here. I think he's going to get to hire a new coach, and he's going to get a chance to rebuild this team. You think he survives?
0: I think he does. Let's bring it back to the, to the theme of the show, perception. Right. Right. So the perception of McCagnin, he set us afire with his early – he's living off not being John Idzik.
1: Exactly.
0: And the perception he's a football guy and think, a scout. Do you think he is and or no? Here's, here's the thing. He may be. His drafts haven't shown it, but he may, may be. But there's more to being a GM than just being a football guy. Cause right. Because he paid the wrong guy. Right. And he put them in cap hell for this year. It's like you actually have to have a little Tannenbaum in you. Yeah. You've got to know what you're doing with the cap.
2: Well, I mean, it's and it's hard to find a guy that knows that that can cover all angles, right. right?
0: Yeah, 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 right. But I feel like that's why a lot of teams have like a capologist. I mean, that's what Tannenbaum started out as, right? But I, I, I don't, I don't try. His drafts are terrible, Cal. No, you can't argue
2: that anymore. I, I mean, mean we'll, not, we'll have to see what these guys do this year, but but it's not just Hackenberg, like no, maudlin. Was not good. He was not a good pick.
0: Devin Smith. Darren
2: Lee. Darren Lee is
0: terrible. His first round pick. Cal, he was like the twenty first overall pick in the draft. I mean, He's he not.
2: not. Look, he, he he picked Leonard Williams, so he didn't screw that up. But that's a that was a gimme. Was it?
0: Yes. Was it? Because that night we weren't Who was expecting anything. Well, who came right after him? Nariota, and and the quarterbacks were off the board. Who was he going to take?
2: Who came right – I seem to remember there was somebody else on the board that year. I can't remember who it was. Was It wouldn't have been Amari Cooper, was it?
0: Maybe it was Cooper.
2: I don't know. I thought there was somebody else on the board.
0: I'm I'm punching it up. I'm punching it up. 2015.
2: But he did fall He was
0: was sixth. Yeah. So it went Winston Mariota, Fowler, Cooper, Brandon Scherf, Leonard Williams, Kevin White. The only other guy was Vic Beasley. That's the guy.
2: Beasley, yeah.
0: Yeah. But, Beasley. It was,
2: but it was a surprise that Williams fell to him. So, like, if he falls in your lap, you have to take him. There's not a whole lot of skill involved in that. Again, everybody said that was the complete
0: no-brainer pick. Right. Complete.
2: But um, at the time, he was loaded up front on the defensive line that it was still
0: he, – he could have gone in a different direction. That's why he have, you could make the argument that that was a terrible pick, and you should have taken Beasley, who's an outside linebacker.
2: Right. <laughs> sure, let's make that argument.
0: It fits into what we're trying to say here. But the perception of him – boy, Beasley last year, Christmas trees. Fifteen and a half sacks, six forced fumbles. I mean, yeah, they, they couldn't use that guy on the edge. But it fits into the, the perception thing, though, Cal. The perception of Bulls is that he's awful. Most right. Tech fans have had it, even when he was 10-6, and because he got killed for the Buffalo game. Right. Right, because there was no fire. The team didn't come out fired up, blah, blah, blah. They took on his personality, etc. etc. I didn't kill right. him for that. I thought he did a good job his first year. Right. But it's becoming more and more obvious he's not a head coach. But with McCagnon, he's gotten a pass because Itzik was so classically clowny, clownishly overmatched as a GM right? that anybody that was a scout would be getting the benefit of the doubt right now.
2: And the fact that Bowles is so bad has sort of taken the, the, the scent off of McKagnon being bad. Right,
0: right. I think they should both go. I agree with you. But I but, don't think they will either.
2: I don't think so. And it's just like every, every two or three years, we're in the same spot now.
0: It's, it's getting yeah. old. But see, that was the argument that Francesca made the other day not to fire McCagnin, which was, he was saying over and over again, it's been two years. It hasn't. It's been three drafts. Right. And so at, by the end of this year, it will be three full years. That means three years ago, his pick should be playing now and be good. And only one of them is. Certainly the top picks, sure. So he was saying, you can't do that. You got to do what are you going to do this every three years or two years? Your team's a laughing stock if you do this every two years. But he was okay with firing Bulls. Well, so why are you okay with one and not the other? What? Does Bulls not deserve a chance with a better roster? Why know. does McCagn why does McCagnin get to build it? Now McCann didn't hire Bowles. Well, he was involved in the decision making process. But he had been there like ten minutes. Yeah, true. But he waited on it. Yeah, I, it's not his hire. Who's Bowles is to it? me is Casually and uh give Wolfs. Right, well wolf right. That to me. And they did all the interviewing. McCannan just sat in on the last interview. Not right. his coach. Okay doesn't matter because he's not going anywhere. The Giants lost in week one. Big deal. They're going to win the next eight games. Moving All right. On. Well, we, we've seen this movie before. Terrible opening night, a game, and uh, the offense is a mess. I'd be, be curious to see what they do this week, though. Playing the Lions, right? The Lions, yeah. Monday night at home. Very interesting game. If OBJ plays, then it'll be a different game. Right. If he doesn't play, they'll have the built-in excuse again—that he didn't play. That's right. That's good analysis. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just—I'm boiling it down. We're getting to the end of the show. I'm just boiling it down. Okay. I like it. Uh, we're gonna have to uh, move the C block. Apologies to Lindsey Buckingham. We'll talk about it next week, though. The Islanders start camp tomorrow, so hockey is upon us. 22 days till opening night, and I am unbelievably fired up for the New York Islanders. That's going to be an interesting conversation. Because I need something to believe in. Are we going to opening night? Let's go to opening night. Are we going? Let's hash it out right here. Right here? Right now? I'm right, right here, right now. G- Jesus down style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I go if he goes. <laughs> he's he's going to be there. Right. Then I'm in. That has a sample from Andrew Dice Clay. What? There anything that song? Could could anything be more nineties? Oh no, wait, I'm thinking of unbelievable.
1: That's EMF.
0: That's EMF. My bad. You're unbelievable. What does EMF Whoa. stand for? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Peach. What does EMF stand for? Electronic Music Factory. Is it true? Nope. Okay. Made it made it up. English music factory, because they're extraordinarily British in that, that song. Could, that that could be. You're unbelievable. No, PJ, stop with silliness. Sorry.
1: Ridiculous.
0: Electromagnetic force. Get out of here. Who brought the nerd? Right here, right now.
1: Okay, it's time for the fun load. Can we, uh, give we need, give do a, a quickie fun load or what? Oh, no. It, the, the, this fun load's conceptual. We can hold it till next week.
0: Oh, okay. I like it. Because the whole,
1: the whole top of the show is basically the fun load. Right. That top of the show is basically the fun one. Um, you should tune in, Cal.
2: I'm going to listen back to <laughs> the <laughs> <Yes>. upside down
0: episodes. <laughs> 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 We're in the upside down. It's good. Right. Like Stranger Things. We're in the upside down.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Spoiler alert. What a show. Are you going to go see it?
0: Yeah, right. That is. You could. If you could make a list of five movies that I will never. Ever.
1: <laughs> ever. never See, watch. That would be
0: number one. I think I could safely put that at number one.
1: You remember David Cross when he's doing the video complaint. <laughs> I have never ever <laughs> ever ever never 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 <laughs> Dufresne, Party of Three, Dufresne. You will not go see. I just watched The Descent. My son was really into it. What's that all about? The Descent is about uh, a group oh. of young ladies who go spelunking in the caves of North Carolina, I believe it is. And uh, they get hopelessly lost. Oh, boy. So it's And lost. then they... And then they are set upon by some underground dwellers what? that they did not expect. True story. Based on uh, <laughs> the first two chapters of Hillary Clinton's new book, what happened? <laughs> what happened?
0: Why can't it be? Why can't it be like?
1: Uh, Fred well, the audiobook has got to be by what's his name, Fred Willard. It's got to be yeah.
0: from. <laughs> From uh, what do you call it? Well, is that happened? Mighty Wind? Mighty Wind. That's Mighty Wind. Hey, what happened? <laughs> the best is the best part of Mighty Wind is when he's talking about it and, the, and talking about it like it's some phenomenon. The variety and then the, article? You, the variety <laughs> the variety newspaper uh, cut to insert where the headline is Hey what happened cancelled due to lack of Due to total lack of interest. <laughs> That's I mean, it's, is. it's so good. Hey, what oh, happened? Man. Hey, what happened? I Why lost doesn't Christopher record. Guest have
1: a podcast?
0: He's too good for it.
1: He's
0: above it? He's, he's, he's above it. Cal, have you watched Ozark?
2: No. That's Jason Wait. Bateman's show?
0: Yeah, are you hearing good things? I'm hearing crazy good things. I have heard good things. I just haven't had a chance to check it out. PJ, have you watched Ozark?
1: I've only seen uh, part of the Reliable Sources crew. Give it a thumbs up. <laughs> That's the most... Did you see the show or
0: not? <laughs> what kind of answer is that? I've only seen uh, a snippet.
1: My wife says tomatoes, I don't give straight answers.
0: Which, <laughs> which sent it over to TMZ. And then there was a uh, a, a flash page.
1: There on, are a uh, select group of people on Facebook who, when they say "I saw this and it was good," that uh, that I jive with. So uh,
0: that you, those you...
1: people said, Ozark thumbs up, so it's on my list. How come I'm not in this group? Why isn't Cal in this group? What you are totally in the group. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I don't feel like
0: I'm in the group. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel that at all.
1: I uh I trust your taste in movies. I would. you were the reason I watched Moneyball.
0: We we were? Yeah. No, you were,
2: not me. Cal oh, wasn't. No. I don't well Cal, Cal there, hates so. Moneyball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well somebody spoke well of it. Oh I yeah, did it was I Steve. Was great.
0: Steve loved it. I I think it's a fantastic movie.
1: I still understand Um, it, you know. It's like the Big Short. I had to watch it seven times. The Big Short is like a college class, though. It's brilliant.
0: That's like that's like taking like your buddy from that was a finance major. That's like taking a class.
1: You you have to watch that. It's just calculators, just computers. (laughs) There Um, it is. You just nailed it. Just computers. Cal, what
0: are you watching? I feel like I feel like everything I say, you're not watching anything. I'm not. I'm not
2: watching a lot. Um, I'm kind of busy these days with a lot of uh, other
0: things. Well, we we speculated that you were detained tonight with freshman homework. Yeah, there was a couple of a couple of things
1: going on, so that, that detained me. Right. Oh, let, let now, me mention this uh, outside of the. You got something to plug? <laughs> Outside of the fun load thing. No, uh, um, back to school night, which happens at the beginning of the year. I went to high school back to school night. Oh, boy. Um, All of the female teachers that we saw tonight were under 30. Hot. Gorgeous. Oh, oh no. (laughs) They all had tattoos. Visible? Visible. Wow. On the ankle, like on their neck on, on the inside of the forearm. That's gotta be a painful one. Gorgeous That's women a... with, with higher educations. And all the dads were either like um a decade out post athletic body. Like right, beefy, But like totally like, Yeah, we're doing this, we're doing this. You know what I mean? I could lift that. Let's do it. Or <laughs> These paunchy,
0: balding
1: slightly alcoholic messes like myself and there was only the two. There were no like slender dads.
0: Right. There's no in between.
1: The no. The slender dad is gone. Not one TV dad in there. It's 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 either dump trucks or it's Kevin James or, or it's Yeah. There's were
2: no there a lot Steven. were there a lot
1: more dads there this year?
0: Uh, right. <laughs> the dad turnout was amazing. Yes, yeah. There was an uptick in dad. <laughs> it was tons back of dads.
2: Tad, yeah. dads go
1: to to um back to school night so that they do not have to go to parent teacher.
0: Oh, right. is that the thing?
1: Oh yeah. Oh. I, I like parent teacher.
0: No good? Yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get tired of
2: it.
1: You yeah. will get tired of it. As as you move on, what if I'm tired of it now? You just said you liked it. Then Then you go in for the tattooed teachers and you say, "Oh my (laughs) god! (laughs) How are any of the boys?" George (laughs) Tannas. Oh, oh my god! I couldn't believe how beautiful some of these teachers were. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe they were all dolled up because it was back to school night and then they, they knew do, the dads were coming.
2: They do do that. I can confirm. that. That's there really are some
1: professions in. where I'm like, you have no right to be that good looking.
2: What's, give me another profession <laughs> other than teacher.
1: A hot cop. I can't deal with it.
0: A cop? I can't you look at like, a hot cop. You mean like Job? A <laughs> A hot cop? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have never, ever, never. never.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good call, the hot cop.
1: I can't look at a hot cop.
0: No, because it belongs in a certain movie. Can't <laughs> not, on, not on the streets.
1: Hot cops. Hot cops. If a waitress is gorgeous, I think nothing of it. It's like oh she's very pretty, right?
0: But <laughs> how about librarian? Is that a problem
1: too? Sexy librarians stop me in my tracks.
0: <laughs> I think that's I think that's pretty pretty much all yes, of us.
1: That's been a Google search for me already. So let's. <laughs> <laughs>
2: how about a Dunkin' Donuts clerk?
1: Should not gray be hot. The great call. Gray Should call not be Cal. hot. If they're hot, not... I become confused.
0: That's a great call. That's a tremendous you order, call.
1: You
2: order a tea instead of a coffee,
1: <laughs> just to class it up a little bit. Yeah, just right. Or you're confused. You don't know what to. You know. I don't even know what to call. do. I'll have a colada.
0: I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Get like this icy, slushy thing. You're like, I don't
2: know what just happened
0: in there. I don't I'll,
2: know. Get the, I'll get the French roll, please.
0: Let me have the French roll and a, uh, a, a, a bacon cheese breakfast wake up wrap. I don't know.
1: There's something very out of place about it. I go to Costco to get gas, they have 16 pumps at my Costco. Right. And it's, and it's all retired guys, you know, 60 years old. They're just milling around <laughs> in their dirty shorts and the riding it out. out what do I get you? What I get? And there's one absolutely drop dead gorgeous lady popping <laughs> around Raymond between the pubs.
2: Is now relative to the 15 other 60 year old men,
0: she's gorgeous? Or is she empirically?
1: Right. Empirically gorgeous. And also, it's like, are you lost? Did your manager right. send you out here by mistake? <laughs> well, well, okay. All right.
2: That's another question. If she's out there by mistake, where in Costco would it be more appropriate for a
1: beautiful girl to be working? The photo counter? It's a great question. Excellent question. Eyeglasses? Questions, she sells you the eyeglasses?
2: Eyeglasses. Okay. How about the travel uh, part the, the, where they book the travel?
0: Any, wait, of wait, any, any of
1: the kiosks. Any of the kiosks, Cal, I believe. Selling not the mobile agency, phones.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, right. Not all of us have Costco in their lives. Go wait, there, there's a travel agent section. It's not like a travel
1: agency, but it's a place where you can go to book a trip. You can get everything but an appendix. So is it
0: basically like a computer open to cheap cheapo air?
1: Like how is this a thing? You can side your house. You could buy a generator. You can get marble countertops. You can get glasses. You can get your prescriptions done.
2: You can get five they pounds of They have a butcher.
1: They have a baker. <laughs> Do they have a candlestick maker? I don't want to Yes,
0: that. and she's hot. <laughs> and she's hot. But that makes sense.
1: Right. That's where she belongs. That's, That's where, where she, she belongs. not pumping the gas. I don't – look, this is me. I'm old school, your, school sexist, children, admit
2: that. or do they just sit there and help you with the
1: machines, and you pump your own? New Jersey, you are not allowed to pump your own gas. Oh, right. I Nowhere forget. in the state.
0: I still get out of the car and pump my own gas in New Jersey.
1: You and Bon Jovi. Do it every
0: week. Most places won't stop you. No. no, the it's guy. The, I, I mean, the guy takes my card and he and he puts it in the thing and he punches it in the thing. Or if it's a ridiculously hot girl, that's never happened to me, by the way. Um, At a gas station,
1: like ever, never, ever. Bank tellers can, even... can be gorgeous. Bank tellers perfectly acceptable if they are gorgeous.
0: On both think, uh, genders, I feel like.
1: You think nothing of yes.
0: I've seen a the
1: sale bank color. <laughs> Devastatingly handsome bank teller. I just opened an account from my son from a, a nice, dewy eyed, very handsome young financial advisor at my bank.
0: Your son's and I uh, was, what's your son's portfolio look like right now?
1: Uh he's got um what's he heavy in? Well he's got moderate risk mutuals, which are basically <laughs> right. just tracking indices. And um, it, I'm going to feed it, and he's going to get it when he's 21. And, he's, right. and we've got uh, 529s for him as well, college account.
0: And he's got a lot of money, a lot of money tied up in candy.
1: Got a lot we're going to get him into Bitcoin next. <laughs> a lot of his money is in Reese's. A lot of cryptocurrency coming.
2: it's the bank that you went to, is the teller behind the computer screen now?
1: My bank has, it's completely open space. There's no more of that plexiglass separating you from the, from the bank teller. Was it, yeah. was it redone by Chip and Joanna? Was it like, just like an open concept now? Like it's, <laughs> it's, It kind of feels like a jewelry store.
2: Right.
0: Yes, Cal, that's the second time I used that joke this week. I don't care. That's
2: a, but no, you
0: didn't have to out that. I, I'll out it. I'll, I'll wear that. It's a good that's joke. Good, you know? It's a good
1: that's reference, good, and right. i use it again. There, there's no separation between you and the teller in my bank. You just sit down across the desk from them. and Emotionally? If you give them... <laughs> Emotionally and physically, you can reach out and touch them.
2: See, I envision the bank as like a cell phone store now, where they're just standing around. There's no desks or anything, and you, just, you complete your transaction just standing in the middle of a floor. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Right? Well, th- you're
1: not far off. It's not. It's like that. It's really, yeah. I mean, it's really, you know, a little bit space age. No one really needs cash. If you need cash, they let you sit down by the core egg and get some coffee, and they they uh, have this like, you know, nine hundred keypad that they key into, and it pops open this little drawer in their desk. Is it an ATM? And the, ca- and the cash drawer. <laughs> well, no, it's it's a multi, multi multiple currency drawer. <laughs> Like, I think that's called an ATM. Actually, you go,
2: you go sit and have coffee, and they go to the ATM for you and get you cash. Is that what the <laughs> teller does? Now?
1: But it isn't mechanically counted. They count it by hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's retro. It's kind of like retro. personal like, it's You it's got the, the like personal cool. touch. Yeah,
2: they right. roll the coins and give them to you. you know, rolls of quarters <laughs> and pennies and.
0: Cal's Cal's bank sounds a little bit like a scene out of TX eleven thirty eight, TX eleven thirty eight, and like like Kubrickian sort of like you just stand there and bank and they have like a it's like a looks like a clipboard but it's just a piece of glass right and they just tap <laughs> onto it
1: you know kind of thing it's actually mm. in the air that you're tapping well, right, yeah it's a little right, minority exactly. report going on. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's,
2: but it's weird. You you go to the, you go to the teller where the teller would be, and it's nothing. It's just a computer screen, and they're be behi- they're like behind the wall. Oh, I've not are, seen that. Where is that? This is a, at the at the bank. That I'm not gonna. I can't. I'm not giving them any.
0: Well, but, yeah. Free press.
2: We're not, they're not giving us any money, so no. they're gonna sponsor us. I'll, I'll tell everybody where it is.
1: But
0: <laughs> When you want. Brian Calvi for the money store. You
2: do. You, you, you walk up to, it's like a kiosk.
1: Is um, it Santander?
0: <laughs> is, that, is that
1: easily the, uh, the funnest bank name to say of all time? It's got to be. What is their logo? We can't decide if it's a flame or if it's ice cream on a plate. or <laughs> no, if it's, it's, a, a uh, it's an iguana. That's it's Salamander. It's a
2: salamander. Salamander. Another incongruency. Dar.
1: All the women that work at my vitamin shop are fat. At your bank? At Vitamin Shop. <laughs> when did we, we become all... when did we become like this ridiculously judgy show? What is going on here? I'm judging. After midnight, Today that's when we judge. After the teachers midnight. threw me off. I was expecting ladies with, with the hair in a bun and the mole over here, and, and the poindexter glasses, That's and I did not get that.
2: This is not, a, this, this is not the teachers. Yeah. It's a whole new world.
0: It, 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 <laughs> sing it. I don't understand. I don't understand, though, when we became the, the ridiculous, the ridiculous uh, uh, Johnny Judgmental show here. I mean, why are you judging the women at the vitamin store, Peach?
1: It shouldn't be fat. How about <laughs> at a deli
0: counter? They be That's fat. where we started this conversation. At the deli counter? That's where the show started tonight. About oh. taking numbers at a deli counter. i, <laughs> I got to go back and listen.
1: One yeah. of the ladies at the deli counter that I that I frequent the most often was wearing a hairnet and was wearing the chin net.
0: She oh. was wearing the chin net.
1: She was wearing the chin net. I'll tell you what, that is a very,
0: very... Self-confident, yep. self-aware Italian lady. And
2: Is it two separate pieces?
1: She slices better than so, anyone ever.
0: So do you request her? Like, you get up to the <laughs> counter.
1: I'll wait for people, her. Yeah. <laughs> there's three people yeah, back I'll, there. I'll wave <laughs> her like, over.
0: You're next, like 77.
2: You're
1: like, no, no, I'm good. I'll, I'll wait. I'll keep passing on your number to the next person. She puts the cheese down so delicately now the men at the deli counter they don't like me and when Not they give me the cheese like. they they do this to the cheese they, <laughs> they put the cheese in they put the cheese in the bag and then they go like this they smack <laughs> it down so all 16 slices of cheese become one block of cheese again <laughs> take that home they don't like me i get her it's There's very paper delicate between the cheese the meat between is folded over itself. What? She goes paper between each slice. For the softer cheeses, yes, you don't even have to ask. Little wax paper wow. between each one. This is like when you go to like a new haircut place, or even like a haircut place
0: that like you've been to a lot, and you know there's the one barber who's like shady, and the one barber who does a great job, but it's like you got to go to the open chair, <laughs> and you're like, and you feel
1: terrible, and you're like, uh, okay. I guess yeah. I was kind of waiting for him. You feel bad saying it. You do. You feel terrible. That's how you feel at the deli counter. I'm waiting for her. She she just slices the cheese knives. I feel bad <laughs> that the gorgeous lady has to pump my gas. I don't want her touching the the dirty uh the dirty. Wow,
0: knife. you are really revealing a lot about yourself tonight. <laughs>
1: this is the episode
0: that that's gonna come up in the thirty for thirty about RTU that we're gonna claim
1: we're gonna claim never happened. Sexism and misogyny during the fun load. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. I gotta go to All bed. Right. All, right. All right. Very well. Gotta find a button. Hold on. Oh, So on. many buttons now. I put so well, many cues in the show. That's your hard 15. Uh, I t- gave you a hard, hard 15. 15. Thank you. Thank
0: <laughs> you. Missed that one. <laughs> you love the hard 15. <laughs> PJ, final oh,
1: Next week. Hopefully. Uh, the return of the fun load uh, in a new format. We're bringing out another format. We did the... Uh, because the thought load, and of course there's the regular fun load. Um, next week we're going to try out the uh, fun load cafe, and I'll explain what that is. But we can. fun load cafe, hey, I love it. Fun load cafe. Count final unload. I can't believe
2: it's already September 15th This is
1: this. Uh, you mark
2: my words when you're listening to this. This time from now until Christmas going to go by faster than you can even com- comprehend. It's amazing, and I'm just I'm using this opportunity to mark this moment in time, so we can go back it's and look at the
1: time it. of the year, I agree with you totally.
2: Yep, me. unbelievable.
1: Especially for parents of school children. Uh, with That's, yeah, exactly where I'm coming from.
0: <laughs> and my final unload is a happy birthday to a young lady in Jersey. Miss Lily. Born oh! on a day that a lot of people remember for a lot of other stuff, but I remember it because she was born that morning. So happy 16th. 16th. Oh, come on. 16th birthday. Thank you, Lily Jane. All right. Uh, we will see you next week on Radio Unloaded with Cal and St. Pete. Thank you so much. Good night, boys.
1: Good night, everyone. You know, this song was written as an apology to her. I know that. I was there.
0: <laughs> and by the way, the outro music for you tonight, PJ, should have been "Hot for Teacher." I <laughs> <Alan. laughs> Is there a song called "Hot Cup"? <laughs> There's just going to be a big picture of Job
1: on on the
0: episode page. Come on. I love you tonight,
1: all. Bye, boys. This can't be real. It's so rich and chocolatey.
0: This very satisfied person is not dreaming. They have just experienced the amazing new Starbucks Dark Mocha Frappuccino Blended Beverage at Target first.
1: Is this what dreams taste like?
0: Discover the delightfully rich coca and chocolatey mocha sensation. Lovingly topped with whipped cream. Starbucks Dark Mocha Frappuccino Blended Beverage.
1: It's amazing. Try
0: it first at Starbucks
2: Cafe and Target.